0: Welcome to Chatman and Robin. I'm Max Peterson. And I'm Bird. And isn't Shia LaBeouf fucking oh. awesome? <laughs> uh, um, we'll start, we're gonna start... That's one word for that uh, I I went on, I did something I don't usually do these days and haven't done since like the, the end of 2016. I went on Facebook and Twitter for about an hour this morning. Before I'd had my coffee, before I'd had my breakfast, Bird was still asleep. I was... I was pretty emotionally open. I just wanted to go and see what fun stuff people were posting. And uh, it, like.
1: I, I only post fun stuff now.
0: Oh my God. What a <laughs> fucking wasteland social media is. I haven't been on social media lately because I've been writing, which we'll talk about later. Um, I've been doing a lot of really fun, creative type stuff and just haven't been, you know, putzing around online. Oh my God. It's like a dystopia. <laughs> Super depressing. I'm scrolling through Twitter and the only fun stuff I'm seeing is from like automated Twitter accounts like Daily Zen <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like writers, writer's Edit is one of my favorite Sounds Twitter.
1: Sounds like a good one to follow, Daily
0: Zen. Yeah, Daily Zen's really cool. I reposted two of their things today. One was about um, overcoming feelings of meaninglessness.
1: Oh, relevant to my life right now. <laughs> did I post it?
0: Did I did I send it to you? No. I think I thought I posted. You shouldn't have. I think I thought I tagged you in it. But yeah, I, it's go check my Twitter feed. No. I, I reposted it this morning. But it's all about how like um, modern people in modern society, like especially like people our age and a little older can we get so caught up in like the meaninglessness of like the daily grind and the day-to-day job Mm -hmm. and like our society that we forget that the society and the job and all that is not life. So life isn't meaningless. We might just be like working a meaningless job, but we can find meaning elsewhere. It's, it was really cool. It was kind Mm -hmm. of like a, like a life is greater than the, the sum of its parts type thing, which was pretty sweet. Made me want to meditate because the next 35 tweets that I saw were all like, Donald Trump gives away billions of dollars in land to corporations. I was like, "What? No, no, not this early." Um,
1: but we're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna get into that. We're not gonna devolve.
0: Uh, I'm devolving rapidly. <laughs> we're gonna talk about criminal minds a little later today. That. <laughs> That's why I said it. Um, no, you know what? this This morning kind of bummed me out, but yesterday I got a really, really great text message before I was awake because I'm a lazy piece of shit and all my my friends working real jobs wake up early to go to them. Um but Alicia sent Alicia Ginzel, friend of mine, sent me a really, really nice text that was like, hey you know the world's pretty bleak and i just want to i'm i hope you that you're you know you're finding peace and and oh. meaning and that you're doing well and i really miss you i was like oh my god thank you so much so i haven't been on social i won't go on social media till tomorrow alicia so right now i'm super happy uh how are you doing <laughs> and we talked about ray bradbury and stuff and that was fun and then oh man i should have got that text this morning cuz then i could have been like alicia why is this happening <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know this mornings like this morning i really miss alice a lot because mm-hmm. like morning word because yeah. she was I, we had me bird and i had a long discussion today about like intersectional feminism and the uh, uh the problematic nature of some of it um and i always i really miss aaron too mm-hmm. i know we she's only a skype call away or a text message away or we've got that fun bitmoji group chat going <laughs> yes <laughs> but i really miss sitting down and being able to like discuss things with those two women. Um I like talking to you but you also you got a little bit of fire and brimstone to you. So I'll be like, "Bird, help me understand this." And you'll just be like, "blah blah blah everything is bad." And I'm like, "Oh no. Everything is bad." <laughs> I feel like um I don't know, I just I really like their take on stuff. And you know, sending a text to a friend is one thing, but It's another thing entirely to be able to sit down and have, like, an extended conversation with somebody. That's why I miss Morning Word so much. Morning Word really helped me, like, navigate these issues. And back when we were first talking about this sort of stuff on Chapman and Robin, Aaron used to leave these really long, like, explanatory (laughs) posts on Quill and Film, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Okay, cool, yeah, thank you, Aaron. You've made me feel not terrible today. This is You're so great. So I do miss Those are are two people That I really miss And Alicia too I used to have really amazing Conversations with Alicia And now everyone's so far away I'm sorry That was a little bit Of my Facebook dystopia Coming up (laughs) Um So But Before we like Jump into Fun pop culture stuff And art stuff Which we've been doing lots of Um You found a thing Right before we started 10 actions 100 days Oh
1: no Um I didn't just find this I just brought it up Um On my Facebook Mm because I posted it recently, um, let me grab it here. Okay, well, sorry, I'm on I'm on pussy hat project right now.
0: No, that's okay. not, that was a big part of our uh, the pussy hat as a symbol of oppression. Oh my god, what a fucking morning it's been. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, doesn't um, seem
1: to make sense, does it? It doesn't, right? It.
0: Like the women's march and the pussy hat, and then yet we read all of these essays this morning about how the women's march and the pussy hats were symbols symbols of a new oppression and how they oppressed a white bunch. supremacy. White, yeah. How mm-hmm. the women's march was about white supremacy. Oh my God, Aaron, what's your take on all this? Oh God, <laughs> please, please, uh, people I love and respect: Adam, Aaron, Alice, Alicia. Ooh, lots of A names. Lots of A names. Hmm. Mm, I wonder if there's just smart... Maybe I just like people alphabetically. Anyway, smart mm-hmm. people whose opinion I respect. You know who you are. Please weigh in on this stuff. Help me feel like we're not all fucked. Did you get to the thing yet?
1: Yes. Yeah, okay. I'm right here. Yeah, go
0: ahead. Sorry, okay, I was ramping. Okay, so
1: this is on womensmarch.com. It's sort of a continuation of that um, campaign, I guess. Um <laughs> And I'll just read it. The Women's for you March here. movement, maybe? Um, they have this listed as the campaign. Okay. 10 actions, 100 days.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, can we link this later?
1: Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, so they are saying every 10 days we will take action on an issue we all care about starting today. Action 1 of 10. Write a postcard to your senators about what matters most to you and how you're going to continue to fight for in the days, weeks, and months ahead. Um, and they have um, they have printable postcards on there or cool. of course you can Just go make buy a or buy your own whatever you want.
0: So wait, it's not it's <clears> not like <throat> a specific let's all write about this topic. It's like nope, something that matters something to you. Something
1: that matters to you. Anything that matters I to like you. I like that open ended cool. Is relevant right now or anything that, you know, you want to get off your chest. Mm-hmm. Um, so it says um, step one is get your cards step two make them your own write down your thoughts pour your heart out on any issue that you care about
0: postcards kind of small for that
1: <laughs> well yeah you could send a letter too it doesn't really you know
0: can i just send a box of bricks and hate
1: <laughs> no <laughs> no <laughs> uh- <laughs> I Trin hope is, we caught that.
0: <laughs> I think we heard it, yeah. Trin is stretching out all weird uh, on the couch.
1: Um, and then th- step three, share it with the world and send it to your senator. Um, use the hashtag whyimarch <laughs> I was just about to ask if media, there was a hashtag. And then um, send it to your senators. Mm-hmm.
0: So people can go to this website and it'll kind of, so they can stay abreast of the Yeah, every actions. 10
1: days there will be a new action that you can take part in.
0: I don't know if I want to do this, Bert. I don't want to support white supremacy. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, this does you sound... You could
1: write all about how you don't want to support white supremacy in your postcard. Could
0: I punch a white supremacist?
1: Uh, yeah. I'm okay with it. You know
0: what? You know, I've, yeah. I know what we've been reading all morning. Okay. We've been reading lots every day. You know, what? I'm going to leave it in this time. For all of you at home, every week... There's a point in the podcast that I cut out where we put Trinity in her crate. It's usually at like the eight minute mark because she's just like, oh, mom and dad are talking into weird things that might hurt them. I need to come over and climb into their laps. I think it's
1: just that we're not paying attention to her. (sighs)
0: So I'm leaving it in this week. Um, Yeah, but I was reading lots of articles. Boy, I'm not going on Twitter for like five days after this. I got a Twitter cleanse. um,
1: No, go ahead. um, It's actually not surprising to me that you are... I'm sort of taking a, a break from it. I took a break immediately after the election, the election. I just couldn't fucking yeah. deal with it. Um, a friend of mine on Facebook that I uh, went to high school with, she is taking a break too. I think it's just, it's really hard for a lot of people right now to be, uh, experiencing all this negativity and mm. hatred right now. Yeah. So,
0: um, if i've been you,
1: thinking about it too just not going on facebook
0: for like four years we I talked mean, to a, we talked to a friend of mine craig the other day and he <laughs> basically he doesn't really he's not that tuned into media anyway but he just went full blackout on election night um uh, like three or four in the morning he said he's, he's like i just he deleted all his accounts and he doesn't watch he doesn't really watch tv so he's just going full blackout for four years and he's going to check back in at that point. I, I, I See
1: <laughs> if like, we're up in smoke yet?
0: Yeah, part of me was like, how can you do this? How can you detach yourself from society? On the other hand, I was like, bravo, sir. Good for you. You're going to be so much happier than the rest of us. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I read lots of little, you know, The Guardian had a thing about it and a lot of like individual blogs discussing the uh the I can't remember his name and it's good that his name's not in my head, but that the leader of the white supremacist group, the guy who did the big speech. Is
1: he the leader of He's a
0: major like figurehead. Oh, okay. the, did, you, did you see the video? I posted it to Facebook, I know. I watched
1: um, the video of him getting punched no, and I'm he talking was about, saying, I'm not a neo Nazi, they actually really hate me. I'm it's
0: talking like, about the video of yourself. the guy who it's um the it's that same guy. He's giving a speech about like white supremacy and people in the crowd are throwing up the nazi salute to him it was it oh, went it went viral disgusting. for a couple days yeah it was it was fucked up but that's the same guy and he got punched in the face by a, a protester and i uh
1: i read a quote by him that was saying um the black race was a problem yeah oh yeah like, he's a oh my god this guy's
0: an absolute piece of shit um and he got punched in the face, and I was amazed at how, how many, many people had a
1: problem with it.
0: Yeah, so I mean, okay, I understand. I understand. The violence is bad. We should peaceful protests. Be able
1: to be adults and not yeah, punch like, people. We but... should have
0: just dis- we should have discussions. We shouldn't. We should throw words, not fists. Mm. But I read. I was reading these articles and these essays and these blogs about like like condemning the guy who punched this neo-Nazi <laughs> in the face, and I and maybe it's the Neanderthal man in me. Maybe it's the the lesser human or the the ignorant guy. But I was like. I'd have punched him. I'd have punched him in the face. If I ever see this dude, I will definitely hit him. Like, I have zero issue with this man being punched in the face. It, you you walk around, like, spreading this dictum of hate and stuff, and, like, you can stand and protest all you want. That's getting news, but, like, to land a blow? I know that there's all sorts of, like, weird... Um, nationalism that goes behind it and stuff but people were posting pictures of captain america punching this dude i'm okay with that in the old it was the old cover where captain america punched um adolf hitler he was punching adolf hitler out on the cover of a comic and you know they made a bunch of these these pictures and people were like oh this isn't funny this is something we should be talking about and i was like fuck you dude (laughs) that's awesome like we're literally able to punch a symbol of hate in the face with this guy I hope he gets... uh, uh, Never mind.
1: hope he gets punched every single day. I hope he gets
0: punched in the (laughs) face every single day. Like, honest to God, like, you can't stand (sighs) for stuff like that. Like, okay. I hope his
1: mom punches him in the face.
0: I think that there are things that are, like, titanic and colossal evils. And one of them is, like, okay, there's... uh, Alice posted a video right before we started um, recording, which was... uh, It's a college humor video called um, Diet Racism. It's a soda for, like, racist light, where you're not, like, overtly racist, but you say, like, mild racist things. This dude is literally up here, like, condemning a whole race. Um, like, if you if someone were to punch Pol Pot in the face, right? Or literally, go, like, back in history, if someone had punched Hitler in the face, would we be getting essays that are like, Oh, yeah, you know, I, I mean, Hitler did. he? K- okay, look, he killed like 14, he was responsible for the deaths of millions and millions of people, 6 million Jews and, and, you know, several million other um, minorities. But but what we should have done is told him that what he was doing was wrong. No, like you would have been like, yeah, someone fucking landed one on Hitler. (laughs) Punch this dude in the face, man. Like, I don't, everyone's angry. I'm angry. I read a goddamn hour of horrible shit this morning and I wanted to punch this guy in the face. Okay. (sighs) I don't even know how we got there i don't even want to get off it i want to just play the clip of him getting punched in the face over over and over and over over over. again Mm -hmm. yeah
1: i i think what i like most about that video is the end where he's where they zoom back in on him and he's walked away and he's like holding his face like oh i got hit i need to call my mom and she needs to you know get me a little ice pack and tell me i'm smart (laughs) you know tell me i'm smart grandma know. grandma
0: someone hit me black people are bad right
1: yeah exactly that like <laughs> it's so funny he's just he's
0: uh, there's a lot of hate in the world and you know what i'm going to throw my hat in that ring i hate that piece of shit
1: <laughs> i'm down
0: all right so i that totally s- swept me up swept me away and sidetracked me i have no <laughs> idea what we were talking about um good things in our lives let's talk about good things Positive things, good positive things.
1: Rainbows and sunshine. We made
0: jambalaya yesterday. Oh
1: my god!
0: Okay, we've made I've made red beans and rice three
1: times now. Twice, twice or three times, twice or three times.
0: All right. So we went and visited my parents in Mississippi twice because I haven't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't done it with the. I said the third time I made it, I was going to take the time to actually make the the Creole seasoning before I started. But we went and visited my parents, and I got this. We basically discovered that all of the food in New Orleans is the best food that there is. Period. In,
1: in, well, Southern food, like the stuff we had in Mississippi, was great too. Yeah, those oh, wings. The
0: wings in that one place were so good. Um, but yeah, the food in Mississippi and Louisiana is like fucking insanely. It's good. not a
1: wonder that the obesity levels there are so high. It's
0: very rich. A lot of. Oh my god! I gained, s- I
1: gained ten pounds. A lot of sausage and
0: organ meats ten. in a week.
1: Ten. 10, £10, Ten pounds in a week. In a week.
0: Well, we did go pretty hard in the paint. Um, <laughs> we ate like maniacs. Oh, so
1: good. Uh, I don't regret anything. Neither
0: do I. Um, so I found this this website, and actually, I'll link to this one too. um dot com, I think it is, um, and it's a ton of recipes collected from like he's like a native Louisiana chef. Um, he used to He works at a bunch Of different restaurants Or has worked at a bunch Of different restaurants But then he moved to LA And hmm. now he's doing stuff In LA And he really misses uh, the. This is how the page Came about He kind of like Started missing all that food So he started Collecting recipes From old like Chef friends of his And his mm-hmm. family members <laughs> And like old grandmothers And stuff Aww the the jambalaya we made Uh is the new orleans 1978 winner in like a jambalaya cook-off that was the winning recipe i cut the onion way down because it got a little too onion heavy for bird but um oh my god it was so good and the red beans and rice recipe we made so amazing um (laughs) i uh i uh i cleaned if you
1: need some like stick to your ribs type food this winter
0: red beans and rice yeah chuck's red beans and rice recipe on that page i mean i make it one time and we eat it for like four days and we never complain about leftovers we're like
1: oh my god i get to eat this again today!" Like,
0: is there more is there more <laughs> <laughs> like being on this web page makes me want to get things that we've we've kind of talked about it in the past and we don't have the room now but maybe someday i would love to get a meat grinder So I so I can make this. He has sausage recipes. Mm.
1: He has five
0: different sausage recipes for like tasso and like old school andouille is on there. I know, right? So I am kind of like dedicated. Like, sure, we've got our our standard breakfast foods, and sometimes I'll just bake chicken so we have some food to eat. But my current mission is to cook every Cajun and Creole recipe on that webpage. So I've done red beans and rice twice We did jambalaya, just a really simple one A chicken chicken and rice type jambalaya Fucking amazing mm-hmm. The next thing I'm making is uh, Old school uh, Louisiana pecan pie
1: Oh my god, why, why do you do this to me? Because <laughs> it's, I mean, tell you me You want me to have heart disease
0: You tell me you want me to stop cooking Cajun and Creole food I will stop cooking Cajun and Creole food And we can go back to me experimenting with English cuisine
1: Oh. yeah exactly
0: oh. you want me to keep cooking this food here girl I do oh my god I do. it's been so good and um oh shit will you grab that for me oh boy. um I have been snapchatting um as I cook Stop I'm playing with that I'm snapping Adam and I just want I want write this down so I need yeah. you to talk so I've okay. been snapping Adam and uh he's been snapping snapping back and being like uh his his videos of him he just recently made his own like he has a meat grinder, so he was like making his own ground beef. I'm not sure if he made sausage or not, but he was like grinding pork, and his face was horrified. Um, but yeah, he's the first person who taught me how to how to make a roux, which is really big in like Cajun and Creole cooking. There's a distinction a roux between is
1: so basic.
0: Yeah, but it's not popular anymore. Um, it's not really used anymore. Because it's unhealthy. (laughs) So people do like, instead of doing a roux, they do like reductions and stuff to thicken up their sauces rather than starting with a roux. Adam, on the other hand... That's how I make
1: all of my white pasta sauce.
0: Yeah, Adam's (laughs) like, fuck that noise. We gotta just make a roux. (laughs) But he was the first person to introduce me to that. And he is a big fan of Creole cooking. He describes Cajun cooking as like killing, uh, uh, catching something so you can throw it back and then banging it in the head with a pot or something. Like it's... The distinction is Creole cooking is basically Louisiana city people cooking. It's sort of a little more, let's say highfalutin a little bit. The recipes are a little more complex. They have a a more ingredients in them. They're kind of more nuanced Cajun cooking. That's like, you know, the, the, the rural people cooking, like the
1: farmhouse, cooking, swamp cooking is
0: what it is. Yeah. A lot of alligator in those recipes, alligator and rabbit.
1: (laughs) Oh, I just had a craving for Johnny cake, Johnny cake.
0: Mm. Hmm anywho that's so we've been cooking lots of fun stuff um
1: we really need to get you that um that skillet the that cast, cast iron, iron skillet. skillet yeah well i've been talking about getting you one for forever
0: well seriously like thank god we just um we just got a stock pot we've been here for almost a year and i've been cooking chilies and like red beans and rice and i've been cooking soup in a pan <laughs>
1: A, like a, a massive a, a massive like,
0: deep pan skillet
1: thing and it
0: has worked but like a lot of these recipes call for like a whole, five, a whole chicken yeah like i cooked the whole chicken yesterday i never could have fit that in that pan <laughs> oh by the way um how did that how'd you like that could we start doing that because that chicken was five bucks i mean as opposed to 14 bucks for yes yeah, fine for the chicken breast yeah i just learned how it's to a
1: little unsettling to once it's cooked take that meat off of the bones did you do and that? figure did you, out the cartilage did you and pull what them is, out and take all yeah, the bones and stuff
0: out? Oh, okay cool yeah um, it just
1: looks grosser when it's not <laughs> uncooked i don't know why cleaned.
0: yeah but i don't know i, I kind of liked it i i've you know cleaned the chicken and cut off the skin and fat and cut it into serving pieces i've never done that before and it was actually pretty fast and when it was done i was looking at the mountain of chicken we had and i was like this this is like the same amount of chicken for less than half the price so if we do that maybe we'll save some money and also i can feel like a master chef all right do you want to talk about your pussy board
1: oh <laughs> 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 sure yes. uh it's almost done it's like 98 percent done
0: is there anywhere where people can see a picture of it currently I or not do yet
1: not, um the only place i have posted is nasty women um
0: Oh, uh, the Facebook thread. Have we talked yeah. about this on the podcast?
1: I don't know. I don't think we have. Um, I think
0: we've talked about it with Erin. Okay. But yeah, tell us about Nasty uh, okay. Women and then we'll get back to the pussy board. Nasty Women's a, Fun.
1: It's a group of women on Facebook that talk about like gross sex body things. Um, just, just, they're so funny. Um, and they're just, they're very like sex positive. Um, they're inclusive of trans women that sort of thing are we allowed
0: to tell the poop story poop story the poop and towels
1: oh god no that's not my story that's not my story to tell okay all right um it's a nasty secret closed group so very um, fun if you want in let me know um but it's just it is fucking hysterical and people's honesty sometimes is like cringeworthy Have but you're you also anything very, on there
0: like really honest cringeworthy stuff or do you mostly I don't just think so. read Do you mostly just go and read it
1: and yeah comment like stuff yeah okay all right but i posted um a photo of the pussy board on there yesterday because i i felt that they would appreciate uh, they would appreciate it
0: any likes or comments or anything on it oh yeah um, good ones are yeah. people being like, "This is a symbol of oppression."
1: No, no, I warned them in the thing. I was like, "It's a pussy."
0: Content warning. You did a content no. I did warning? not do
1: a content warning. Okay. So fuck them. Good
0: Found it. No content warnings. um <laughs> We were talking about this yesterday because uh you <laughs> had a really productive art day yesterday and like That's knocked out a huge. Awesome. I know it felt good, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. Get on it, girl. I keep was after really it. stressed about not getting this done.
0: Keep after it. Keep keep that momentum going. Um, I think what did you do? We uh, every day we. We try and ask each other what did you do to further your career today? Um, and today it will be podcasting for you because you have to go to work. But for me, I'm gonna write like a
1: motherfucker
0: all day long. Um,
1: Not quitting my job.
0: Don't quit your job. That would yeah. be bad. Um, w- uh, what about your web store? You've been talking about this to me. Yeah. I also have taxes under here. So mm, like yeah. you're trying to figure out the tax issue. You have things in your web store. You just haven't made it active yet because right. you're figuring out main taxes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Um. I have to, like, apply for... Um,
0: it's a tax identification number, right?
1: Something I'm not 100% sure. I have a, a tab open on my phone right now so I can read in, okay. uh, read up about it. But um, I'm not even sure if I'm supposed to be paying tax because I'm, I don't know, I'm not technically, like, a company.
0: Yeah. Um. Like- so I'm
1: just wondering if there's, you know, if you make under a certain dollar amount you're not for a bus- profit? yeah you're
0: not really a business you're an independent artist i wonder if there's a different tax thing for that like do you have to- anyway well
1: this would be considered more of a hobby because i'm not even i'm not even like a working artist i'm not that's right. not my full-time
0: right thing so, so i do you have to charge still sales have to, tax i still have to hobby. do
1: more research i'm not sure
0: okay so um, could we say should we say like tentatively a week or two weeks there might be a web store up
1: um yeah maybe a week
0: Okay, cool. Casey, um,
1: if you have any info for me about yeah, taxes, that would help.
0: Casey, you're a... That's literally... <clears throat> she's an accountant, right? Yeah, Casey, you're an accountant. Help us, Casey. You're our only hope. <laughs> um, the pussy board looks really, really good. Sorry, just to jump back on like your actual art that you're doing and not all <laughs> the boring business shit. The pussy board looks amazing. And we were talking about this uh, yesterday when you texted me. You said that um, something that is... Primarily associated with like the male skateboarding Mm -hmm. or whatever, you had put a like the ultimate symbol, uh, which goes back into my symbol of oppression bullshit from earlier, but um, the ultimate symbol of like the female on it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's interesting because when we first started talking about this, one of the customers in the store was like, That was me. (laughs) (laughs) One of the customers on the store was uh, in the store was like, don't don't dude don't you put can't a pussy, pay, don't on it. pussy don't put a don't put a pussy yeah. on it man. I've We've gr- talked about this. Yeah, so what I'm saying is like, I think it's interesting. I I think in some like weird kind of fun small way, this is like kind of a women's march revolutionary type act. This is sweet what you've done here.
1: And you know it's so funny and weird. It wasn't even really meant to be like a. Political with a capital P sort of statement. I think
0: everything nowadays is political, based on mm. what I'm reading in Facebook. But oh. yeah, it, um.
1: But yeah, after the women's march, it it seems different. It seems heavier. It feels somehow yeah, it more feels like important. Mm-hmm. Um, and
0: it looks really good. It's all done in acrylics. I think right. Yes. Uh, it, it looks extremely like a pussy. It's not. It's not like a, just an oval or something. Bird like. There's, like, we got the hood, then we got the clit, we've got inner and outer labia. This is, like, full-on a vagina. And it, it looks super realistic. And actually, you know what? It looks surprisingly good on a skateboard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, well, it's the right, like, yeah, shape. Yeah, yeah, It of.
0: looks... It's totally awesome. Has Erin seen this?
1: I don't think so. Oh, man. Well, she saw the one that I posted to nasty women okay was she that hasn't seen this one.
0: Oh, the one uh, the one you posted to nasty women was before you had almost finished it what's right. left on this board it looks um pretty i just
1: right. have to paint the ends i sort of have this weird like gradient going on mm-hmm. above the top of the hood and below the labia here yeah um that just needs to be painted like a a sort of pinky skin tone mm-hmm. um You know, it's so weird. I had this moment yesterday where I was painting this. Mm -hmm. And um, if you're here, if you look at this, where the clit is and the beginning of the labia there, it reminds me of the Mother Mary. Am I totally bonkers? Like, her with her long, like, draping head covering, like, it just yeah it just bam I, slapped me in the face I all of a sudden i kind of
0: see this i just cleaned a chicken yesterday so it reminds me of like a wishbone. oh great oh great it reminds me of a wishbone well but... that is
1: how the clit works it is sort of
0: like it, uh the, yeah the nerve endings they that go down here right
1: yep. yeah mm-hmm.
0: i know this i've read this i <laughs> i want to know how to please women <laughs> um the, but yeah i was saying that the like down near the bottom i think it's interesting that the actual like opening is where the the trucks and wheels would go so that would be covered if you put wheels on the board Um, but of
1: course it's a piece of art right it's not
0: meant to be skateboarded on although that would be so cool if someone skateboarded on this um but yeah so down down like down here where the like the actual opening is the bottom of the vagina is the most amazing like gradient colors of red i've ever seen (laughs) it reminds me of like like rich pomegranate and there's like these deep midnight purples in there it's amazing like super dark wine it's just super cool i'm really excited to see it when it's totally done and i cannot wait for the show and for you and all of the people that i'm going to drag to it to get kicked out of (laughs) it. it's going to be amazing
1: um
0: do you think um, by the way do you think we'll get booted booted out of the show
1: uh, we'll have to see. <laughs> um, and if we
0: if we do, it doesn't matter. Just put it up online, put it on your web store, and you know, I'm,
1: I've actually fallen in love with it. I, Gonna keep it. I'm I would be sad a little bit to to sell it. So but maybe
0: just price it high. Uh,
1: maybe. Um, <laughs> okay. So, you know, I had a thought about the pussy board and its potential future owner. Um, and I just I kind of want to run this by people. I was. I was looking at this thing and as I've been doing it, um, femininity femininity, or I guess my own femaleness has Mm. always been sort of, I guess, a struggle for me to accept because I've never really felt female. Mm. Um, And we've talked about this in uh, previous podcasts about how I feel more neutral Mm. mentally, and I just happen to have a female body, and it's been a, a very long process of learning to accept it. Mm-hmm. Um, doing this piece has almost been sort of uh, like a love letter to the vagina. Mm-hmm. Um, and
0: I would describe your work as strongly vaginal. vaginal,
1: Vagina. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should, we'll talk about that too. Okay, keep going, sorry.
1: Um, and I was thinking... As I was working on it yesterday, I don't know if a man um, would really understand and appreciate it as much as a woman would.
0: So would you not sell this to a
1: dude? That is what I've been thinking. Because I feel like most guys would be like, oh, dude, sick of vagina. You know, sexy or subversive or whatever a man would think about it. But I feel like a woman would have a different understanding respect mm. for it then than a man would. Mm. So would it be shitty of me to be like I'm sorry only a woman can buy this board?
0: I was just thinking, you know, who would probably like it, Lauren.
1: Um she saw it, a nasty woman. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She actually um she's doing really awesome flash right now. Mm-hmm. And um one of them is this just absolutely gorgeous sort of ab- abstract uh ornamental vagina and i was like oh my god that's beautiful i need this
0: (laughs) (laughs) finish the tattoo you have before you get this one um but yeah but um okay other than aside from the pussy board, what's next yeah i saw you did a blog post i don't know if you like pushed it or pimped it at all but i read your blog post Um, the other day about how you posted
1: to facebook how your
0: new year's resolution is
1: Struggling slightly, sucking ass,
0: doing not great. But um, so, what's what's next for you? Do you have more like big paintings and big projects, that sort of thing? No,
1: um, my only other like project mm. is the graphic novel. Okay. Um, and I, I honestly think like, I think you rushed me into working on pages oh. a little faster than I'm really comfortable with. So I think I need to step back and I need to work on some fundamental type things. Um, okay. I really don't feel comfortable diving into the graphic novel without a solid character design for all of the main characters. Mm. Um, I really need to work on things like perspective. Yeah. Um, because that's something I have not touched at all since school, and that was even just very rudimentary sort of um, explanations of the different types of perspective drawing. Okay. So... um, Uh, Just looking at my script, I was like nauseous. Um, I was just feeling super unprepared for it. So I think I need to step back and I need to kind of reassess my skills and um, just do some sketching Mm -hmm. and things like that. I was listening to a really awesome um, podcast yesterday by um, Youngman Brown. He does a podcast called um, Your Creative Push. Um, and I think we've talked about that on this podcast before. Yeah. But, so, but um,
0: <clears throat> is it on iTunes?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yep. Your creative it it push. is excellent. Five stars, seriously. Um, if you're a creative person, I would suggest this to you mm. very highly. Um, he was talking about in the uh, episode that I just um, have hit, he's talking about New Year's resolutions and why they, they basically set you up for failure. Mm. Um, and he was suggesting instead doing like, a 30-day challenge and making it, um, like, doing sort of a p- proclaimed 30-day challenge so that you have that um, that audience is waiting for you to put out your work um, so that you have that, um, what is the word that I'm looking for? That creative push? No. <clears throat> Deadline? <clears throat> no. Um, they usually use this, like, when um, somebody is making... Um, making a decision to lose weight you need um those people there to like keep you on track and oh yeah, kinda yeah keep yeah. you in check okay um and so that's that's more what i'm thinking about doing is doing like a 30-day drawing or sketching mm. challenge like uh every day i need to do
0: like back in something back in art mm. school do drawing every day
1: yeah just to make yeah. sure that you're sitting <clears throat> down at the desk and doing yeah, it. yeah even if it's just like 10 or 15 minutes of drawing just doing it every single day
0: would you do a like a rolling mm-hmm. 30 day challenge like month of February draw every <clears throat> day month of March do a, something else every day so that, maybe so that it continues maybe that's cool
1: um, so I'm thinking maybe about doing that instead um, because the the last thing I really want to do is rush this graphic novel and not not really give it its due mm-hmm. um Because I I really do think the story and the writing are strong. Mm. So I I want it to hold up as a whole. Um, So.
0: Cool. I guess that's
1: where I'm at. I'll be doing paintings on the side. I actually think I might do some more pussy paintings, but in watercolor.
0: Mm, Um, Your forte.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Every time I paint with acrylic, I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) It's the worst. I hate it so much. (sighs) So messy.
0: Um. Speaking of new year's resolutions, one of mine is actually going pretty well. I've I've already kind of blown the writing one, which I knew I would. I have not written 5 days a week every week this this month. Um but Shame on you. I know it really is bad of me, especially cuz I have so much more time off than you. I I'm sure there's other creative people who have this problem, but I don't write because well I'm going to write, but I got to do the dishes first. And then, you know what? It'd be nice if the bed was made and the floor was swept. And then I got to for the floor because I always miss a little bit of dog hair. And at that point, oh, I got to take the dog for a walk. Um, and she didn't get one yesterday. So I should probably take her for a really long one today. And then I get back. Oh, but it's lunchtime. But now I've made more dishes. Oh, bird's home. I can't write when bird's here. <laughs> that is why I haven't been writing five days a week is because I'm finding reasons not to. On the flip side of that, I have been writing way more than I have since probably, like, years ago in Marquette. I finished...
1: Baby steps, I guess.
0: Yeah. I mean, I finished a a novelette that I started. I thought it was a short story, but it got really long um, because the story kind of demanded it. I finished a novelette um, that I started when we went and visited my parents in Mississippi last year um, and sent it out to... uh, Ellery Queen's mystery magazine a magazine I've always wanted to be desperately wanted to get into I will get to it in a second okay um and I finished I finished another short story um two days later which I started while we were still living in Marquette and then just like put aside and didn't touch or didn't do anything with
1: you make me crazy
0: but i finished two of them is what i'm saying like i i I got two of them actually done and i'm uh the science fiction short story the second one that's what i'm going to do today i'm going to type it up because i wrote it longhand um Mm -hmm. i'm going to type it up and do a second draft of it and hopefully maybe a third draft if i can keep my head around it and then i'll let it rest for a day do one more draft and send that out too so i can just keep things getting sent out Mm -hmm. um yeah, and as in the middle of all this, I got an email from a magazine in the UK, which I had totally forgotten that I submitted to because I <laughs> submitted to them like four or five months ago, um, and one of my stories got accepted for publication. My uh, my HP Lovecraft. Um, it's not a pastiche. It's like my a letter. It's like a love letter to H.P. Lovecraft's <laughs> writing. It's it's one of my favorite things I have written, I think honestly. It's I think it's really funny. I think it's kind of clever. And I think it's actually a pretty good um it's a pretty good. It sounds like H.P. Lovecraft in a lot of ways, which is hard to do cuz he is a very very purple, flowery <laughs> writer. <laughs> he his his vocabulary is um, I- intense, and it's hard to ape that. But so yeah, I have a I have a story getting published in a magazine. It's not tess- tess- uh, Technically, a magazine.
1: So it is a chap. Book. It's
0: a chap book. Yeah. Um. It's a chap book being published by a company called uh, Rainfall Book Company in the UK. Um. The ma- uh not magazine. It, it's a ch- it's a part of a series of chapbooks. It's numbered. Mm. It's mm-hmm. it's called Echpaiel. Um, I think it's issue 11 or 12. Um, I can link to that too. Um, ordering, it's a pretty small publication. So ordering isn't as simple as like add to cart PayPal. Um, but you can definitely order copies. And if you want to order a copy of this, I would totally love it. I'm my name's on the cover of the whole deal. I'm super, super excited about it. So I will, um, I'll post a link to that and you guys can (laughs) navigate the, uh, the, ordering, dark the, the Dark recesses. The dark recesses of the ordering process. But yeah, I got another another thing published. And actually, I was thinking about this right before we started, and I wanted to um, kick it out to you. Hmm. Since there's no stipulations that I can't, like, um, I, I, this Have is the Have you first gotten
1: the contract from there? Right?
0: There's no contract for oh. this. No. Because um, it's just a small publication, which is fine, because that means I retain all my rights. Hmm. Um, but the- it also means I could immediately republish it if I wanted, but I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna be classy and wait a year, um, which I think is standard. No, the standard is like three or four years. You can't republish. Um, but this is the first time I've been published since 2010 because I went and did, yeah, I went and did Marlin instead, and that just ate up all of my everything, and that got me writing screenplays. And screenplays don't get published; <laughs> they get made. So I kind of, I kind of like dove out of the the writing for publication. World, and this is me hopefully stepping back into it because this is all I'm writing now is fiction because mm-hmm. I realize that's what I want to do. I what
1: about um, editing stuff. that other screenplay you have, Black and, Tree Ghost Songs? Um, um, seeing if you can get that.
0: I haven't. I finished uh, the Wolves of Dresden and I haven't copyrighted it yet because it's fifty bucks to copyright. And could once, you
1: copyright both of them at the same time?
0: Yeah, it'd be fifty bucks a piece. So I'd, oh, okay. I'd, so I'm maybe you know when I finish Black Tree Ghost songs, I'll copyright both of them and then start submitting them. Screenplays are expensive because everywhere you send them has a fee. Mm. Short stories you can just send short stories all mm-hmm. over the giant, and they get. Um, I think that screenplays a lot of places are inundated with screenplays because everybody wants to because they're. Their money. I want
1: to work in Hollywood. Yeah, and if yeah. you write
0: movies, there's money there. Like, not there's still a lot of people who want to be short story writers and who want to be novelists, but I think
1: much fewer nowadays.
0: And it's also more. I think it's more stuff that I am able to, because Hollywood wants a specific story. Right. They want it written a certain way. They want certain characters. and They want certain beats. And I don't write that way. Mm-hmm. I write like off the wall, weird, wacky shit that I just let pour out of my head, and then I edit it so that I enjoy it. That's not necessarily like a mainstream Hollywood sell, but a lot so, of short story places and novels get lauded for that sort of thing. So, so what about
1: <laughs> sending the um, screenplays that you have to um, directors or screen- screenplay writers that you respect or think would find m- this was interesting?
0: For the most part, directors and other like screenwriters don't. They're a- they're, everything goes to their agents, and agents will not let them read Unsolicited scripts because mm-hmm. then opens them up for a lawsuit. If they get a similar idea, or if they are currently working on a movie that has similar elements, mm-hmm. that screenwriter can be like, "Well, he read my script and oh. stole all my shit, and my screen uh, my screenplay is copyrighted, and get a huge settlement." So the agents terrible. shield people. Yeah, like that's why um, if you send send stuff to Neil Gaiman or Stephen King or whatever they won't their agents don't let them read it Mm -hmm. because that opens them up for lawsuits if they write something similar um so i mean i've got screenplays and i will eventually do stuff with them but right now i'm all about fiction and hopefully some poetry because i have to write poetry for your mom i know i do i'm so behind on it (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so i got i got a short story published i finished two others um i have a I was looking through my list of things to, I made a big master list of all like the stories that I want to write. And I've got one that I finished and just forgot that I had finished and didn't do anything with. So I'll look at that, do a couple drafts and send that out too. Um, So I'm doing pretty good. And then um, my goal for this year is to pick a day. I'm thinking March and I'm going to write short stories and work on short form stuff until then. And then I'm going to dust off um, the like the novel, the half finished novel or three quarters finished novel, whatever it ends up being. And Really, really focus in on that and get that done, and then kick
1: should be in March. Maybe well. send
0: that out. Kick is in March. Yeah, the that, that show. Okay, good. Um, my other, uh, my other um, New Year's resolution was to read every day. I've actually kept that one up. I've read every single day. And last year, I read thirteen books, twelve books or thirteen books last year, right? This January, I've read four novels so far. <laughs> be like just reading one hour every day i've read a quarter four eight twelve i've read a third of the books that i read last year in like three weeks and it's fucking awesome uh i just finished the martian chronicles by ray bradbury very very fun um i recommend it not my favorite ray bradbury my favorite ray bradbury bradbury is something wicked this way comes followed by um dandelion wine which dandelion if you want to just go on a nostalgia trip for, like your childhood and just sit there and cry and uh, weep over mm-hmm. your lost youth but like in the midst of the most beautiful language you've ever read that's the book i would recommend martian chronicles is very good though and actually some of it is extremely relevant to now because the book ends in a nuclear holocaust <laughs> 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 uh i just also the one i'm reading right now which I also recommend. Uh, I haven't f- gotten far enough into the book to like recommend the book or not. It's considered like an American masterwork. It's like mm-hmm. one of the great American um, uh, pulp novels. It's called The Killer Inside Me by an author named Jim Thompson. Um, an inveterate drunk. <laughs> but uh, The Killer Inside Me is considered to be his greatest work um, so far. It's very good. I've seen the movie with Casey Affleck and um, Jessica Alba. That movie is one of like maybe four movies that like actually messed with me and kind of upset me emotionally and like fucked with my head for a long time it's very very um starkly violent and disturbing but it is also incredibly well made if you have the stomach for like uh, like a pretty violent bleak tale of like a sociopath or a psychopath in power take a look at it it's a it's a good flick i would recommend it highly to anybody who um who's interested in that sort of like, uh, hard crime drama type thing. Very good. Um,
1: um,
0: um, oh, speaking of movies, uh, Bird and I decided we, uh, came up with a new, while we were walking the dog yesterday, we, ke- or the other day, we came up with a, a new Peterson family holiday. <laughs> um, it's, it is sort of like a national holiday. It's 420. Hitler's birthday, stoner holiday Everywhere, but Bird and I are going to celebrate It just a little bit differently um, we've did, uh, We'll have we see how it goes this year, but I'm hoping to make it an annual Thing um, On 420, <laughs> we're hoping that we can go We're going to go bowling And then we're going to come home, make white Russians I'm going to put on a bathrobe, and we're going to watch The Big Lebowski <sighs> you got nothing? No comments? Just going to nod?
1: Yep. yep We'll see how it goes, that's for sure <laughs> Vagina.
0: Oh My God! That, yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that movie. Um, talk about something. Do you want to? Do you want to say the most controversial thing I've ever heard in my life, which you said to me yesterday, which I wrote down as our first topic of discussion for today? Star Wars versus Star Trek. Mm. Go. Let's get your voice on digital <sighs> recorded. Okay.
1: Format. Well, I was thinking recently. We just started watching Star Trek The Next Generation again. Mm. Um, And, of course, we went and saw Rogue One last week. Week before. Week before last. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was just thinking about um, something you said, I don't know, a while ago, about how um, Star Trek is a a sort of a science vessel. Mm -hmm. Um, That really got me thinking about the two different... um, the different themes in these two things and how um i don't know um in sort of fandom you are either a star trek fan or you are either a star wars fan Mm -hmm. um you know and those two don't seem to really overlap very much yeah um and i mean i'm a fan of both um i grew up with both of them um my mom is definitely a star trek fan my dad is definitely a star wars fan um and I was thinking about the different themes in there and how, really, Star Wars is a war movie. Mm-hmm. It's, it, you know, it... it- Goes into other things, and it's about
0: a battle struggle against an evil empire and the soldiers in that conflict. I will say, Star Wars has taken on enormous new connotations as, like, now that I'm an adult, and especially in our like current political climate, Mm -hmm. the watching Mm -hmm. those movies is a totally different experience now. Because you're like, oh, that, and you know, what's really sad is it's not the other, it's not the Nazi Party, it's not. It's like watching those movies. You're like, oh, the rebels are the U.S. Uh, liberal US citizens and look, the Empire is our own government. That really right. is oh
1: god, that's um, fucking
0: hard. It's hard to watch those movies a little bit. That's no, why Rogue One no. like, got me so much.
1: Growing up, you, you you're you more caught up in the smaller stories that happen within Star Wars you know, the the love stories the, the friendships, mm. that sort of thing you don't really think of the big overarching they are in the middle of a war right that spans the galaxy. Yeah. They blow up a whole fucking planet
0: in In, in uh, episode eight or whatever, they destroy several planets.
1: Y- you but know, you don't Their really... Death
0: Star destroys, like, multiple planets, right? It blows up, like, a ton of planets in one star system. It, like, takes out a shitload... Anyway, yeah, go ahead.
1: Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you contrast that with Star Trek, which is... They start the very first thing you hear is that they're on a voyage across the galaxy to
0: to learn to.
1: Yeah, it's it's a, a knowledge seeking mission,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, a science mission, uh, a, I guess, sort of like sociopolitical type mission as well. Mm-hmm. Um how, I mean that strikes me as so so cool, and you don't really think about that when you are a kid growing up with Star Trek. You right. you see all the little the little relationships and that sort of thing.
0: Captain Kirk banging hot alien babes, right, and right. uh, Jean Luc Picard talking about plays and classical movement pieces you have not read or heard, <laughs> and yet. drinking Earl Grey and drinking hot. Earl Grey hot. Um.
1: Um. And really when i think about it that appeals to me so much more because i really i really love learning about nature and science and that sort of thing cultures
0: one thing and i you know what bird bird said that she likes star trek more than star wars and i was at first like what blasphemy because i grew up primarily with star wars i thought and then like throughout the rest of the day it kind of like nagged at me and i thought about it i watched deep space 9 the Next Generation, Voyager, and the original series on VHS tapes from Blockbuster with my dad. And I think I saw it every movie that came out post-1994 on, up to present. Mm-hmm. I didn't see the newest Star Trek one. I haven't seen it either. I didn't have much interest in it, honestly. Um,
1: I, I had interest in it.
0: Well, it has um, January Jones in it. I think she's probably the worst actress to ever walk the face of the planet. Um, Adam, feel free to comment. <laughs> um, and also it just the the fact that they like had motorcycles like a motorcycle chase in the um in the trailer and a beastie boys song i just i was like oh they're turning star trek into an action movie this is kind of isn't what i care about hmm. or want to watch um but yeah i think i'm with you i think Currently, well, I think when I was young, when I was a little kid, I liked Star Wars because it had lots of action and lots of cool, yeah. amazing, like swashbuckling romance. It was like a great, but now, currently, like watching, go watching the next generation with you, I think I like Star Trek more. Like, there's the episode where the the. That alien um, character comes in and, like, fixes their warp drive and makes it super effective, and they fly out of the universe. They fly to the end of the universe into this weird world. Into another universe. Into another universe where there's, like, like thought – like, the universe doesn't follow any, like, rules of physics and, like – thought that's all about like things that happen in your mind and the first thing they do is they're not they're not like quick blast all of these creatures let's shoot with phasers anything we don't understand the Mm -hmm. first thing they say is like wait captain before we go home let's do some experiments let's Mm -hmm. gather data no one's ever been here before let's learn about all this shit this is amazing let's Mm -hmm. do and when i saw that i was like yes star trek is awesome like i don't know my, my dad liked it because um when he was young he wanted to be a marine biologist and his goal in life was to go and work on a ship with jacques Cousteau. <laughs> um this was yeah this was one of like two major dreams of his the other one was to he wanted to first he wanted to live in a moon base and then he wanted to go and live on the first colony on mars like dad wanted to explore outer space um, but if he couldn't do that, he wanted, you know, if that wasn't viable, <laughs> which ended up not being viable, um, he wanted to explore the ocean cause it was basically space on earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and that he really instilled that spirit in me as a young kid, like that, that curiosity and wonder with like nature and the unknown and wanting to explore and, and learn yes. rather than conquer. Yes. So watching Star Trek now and watching like, their interactions with like alien species where their first thought isn't like oh this is the other we have to kill this or this is the other even when those those aliens are like hostile and aggressive and shitty and they don't understand each other's cultures what's the prime directive you know like you if you're visiting an alien world you follow their cultures and you'd like display understanding and you learn all it up yeah and you learn all you can about like developing species and alien beings and stuff just that, what an amazing show with such an incredible message. Like, if only... Uh.
1: I, and I, this really, it really encapsulates my, I guess, my dreams for humanity. I mean, the, the, they're, they found peace. They have mm-hmm. found a way to moderate themselves. That um, is
0: my... One of my favorite parts about Star Trek is when... It's one of the episodes where they're against... Where they they run up against Q, which I hate that uh, character. But they run up against Q and they... No. No, it's when they go to that pleasure planet where mm. the o- the only penalty for any crime is death. And they say, did you not execute criminals? And he goes, no, not anymore. Um, and they talk about like rehabilitation and they talk about like empathy and understanding. And they talk about how they've evolved past basically past war
1: and mm-hmm. past
0: um like social injustice and they've come to this place of understanding and they seem to have done it because the whole premise of the show is exploration and knowledge they knowledge seem to have
1: yeah, yeah
0: they seem to have come come to it from like a place of um like elevated intellect oh god damn it i love this show i, I want <laughs> when we're done with this if we have time for an episode we should watch one <laughs> <laughs> um, just go ahead, sorry,
1: no, um, I was just gonna say, like, um, and I also love um how even within the show itself, it's progressive, mm. how in the very first star wars um star trek star trek, um mm. they included females in the primary cast, women of color umura,ura mm. um. Uhura. Uhura, um And she actually was at first being considered for Spock's position. Mm. So that would have made her a very high-ranking person uh, within the show. And at that time, that would have been very, very progressive.
0: Well, that's what I like about Captain Janeway. Is I it's love a captain it's a female a female starship captain? It's so amazing to see that you're like. I think that's another reason that I mean, yeah. My my first experience to feminism by name, feminism, was through Nirvana and a biography about like all of the um, the uh, Seattle punk kids. Mm-hmm. But I think like from the time I was born, watching watching Star Trek and seeing Captain Janeway. You know, and seeing, like, a, this powerful woman commanding a vessel and people following her unquestioningly, and not because, like, you're our captain, but because mm-hmm. they, like, respected her as a person and respected her authority and her intelligence. I mean, she's probably one of the early feminist touchstones in my head
1: as, I as a child. I love the feminist icons in the nerd community. That gives me hope
0: the feminist icons. yes captain
1: janeway princess leia Mm -hmm. xena the warrior princess like come on we have the best feminist icons we do
0: (laughs) i agree i mean (laughs) um once you get past the bondagey elements of it i mean wonder woman wonder
1: woman yeah
0: yeah wonder woman is i mean
1: fuck leave the leave the leave bondage, the bondage in, there. in there
0: i mean grant morris i still haven't read it i've got a copy of it back home but grant morrison's run on wonder woman where he like returns her to those bondage- she's
1: one of the primary three like
0: yeah she's how one awesome. of the big three and the one who uh spoilers for anybody who hasn't read uh 52 i think it was the series 52 put out by dc she's the one who kills max lord mm-hmm. the guy who's behind the big villain of like a major dc event um batman and superman are kind of unwilling to do anything about him because they've they're tied up in these like moral codes but she's a her code she t- follows her code as an amazon warrior she's as a, a queen. warrior
1: yeah and a diplomat
0: and a diplomat yeah not a queen technically <sighs> princess her mom is the queen um but yeah she snaps max lord's neck first of the big three to ever kill uh canonically superman in the movies murders at the drop of a hat but uh and so does <laughs> batman in the new batman v <laughs> superman um
1: well, he does kill in the early comics as well. Batman, Batman, Batman yeah, he carries yeah, a gun. He carries a gun, but
0: yeah. nobody listens to the early, early, early comics all, except for Grant Morrison. Just when saying. he wrote Batman, he, um, I think we may have talked about this, but he wrote his uh, Grant Morrison's run on Batman. He wrote that character as though everything that had come before oh, was canon, including like Batmite and <laughs> like all that weird shit. And yeah. then, so he wrote it from a, the perspective of like as a young man. Batman was just like running around willy nilly and then Mm -hmm. he was like shooting criminals and shit and like slapping around people. And then he
1: matured. As he matured, he Mm
0: -hmm. developed, he got a little darker and in his 30s he like developed a code and he, you know, he took on the first Robin and then that Robin like betrayed him. So he got all broody and then he got the second Robin and the second Robin was murdered. Um, he didn't get—no, uh, Grant Morrison's thing was he didn't get broody until Robin was killed. Because he's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'll just mm-hmm. take this boy out and we'll have adventures. Because that was the goofy Batman when, like, he, the Joker was doing— Campy.
1: Mm-hmm. We, yeah, the
0: campy Batman. And then after Robin gets murdered, the, the canonical Batman gets really dark. And he was like, okay, well, that makes sense. And then he's like, well, what if Batmite isn't real? What if he's been drugged by so much Joker venom and— dosed with so many knockout gases that he has brain damage and this is just something that he's seeing and like yeah grant morrison (laughs) he took all of batman's canon and kept it all and Mm -hmm. figured out ways to explain it and work it and that was his run on batman for like i think he wrote batman for almost like four years or something like that yeah super cool i had a discussion with my dad bird was there for it i had a discussion with my dad the other day where independently my dad has no idea who grant morrison is he described some of grant morrison's most outlandish ideas to me as like his own personal beliefs and i was like dad you're grant morrison you are my fucking hero like my father is so cool and smart
1: based on um what laws of physics
0: um we were talking yeah we were talking about um dimensions about the different dimensions like how time is the fourth technically the fourth dimension and whereas we can see like the other three we can Mm -hmm. see in those dimensions length width height we can observe them we can't observe time except through like machines like we watch the clock hands tick we can watch signs of aging and dad basically was like you know the way i've always thought of it is if you could turn around and see time you would see yourself you know a millisecond before a millisecond before a millisecond before and you'd see like this centipede billion armed billion eyed thing it was almost word for word Grant Morrison's Mm -hmm. theory of time and then dad sorry dad took that idea that and he's like and what I think is and then he expounded I'm not going to give it away because he's writing some stuff about it but he expounded upon that idea in a way that explains like Tons of what we would consider unexplainable stuff. It's just, I mean, it's a fun kind of, like, theory, but I was like, holy shit, like, dad is thinking on Grant Mor. My father is thinking on Grant
1: Morrison's level. Well, your dad is a genius. Yes, he is. Very Um, high IQ. Mm -hmm. Well, what you're describing there is also, um, I think it's New Descending a Staircase by Picasso, Mm -hmm. where you see all those legs and arms and stuff as the person goes down. Um, I think he was inspired by seeing... um, different frames of film mm-hmm. like showing movement that was one of the things that um, early filmmakers were doing was filming human movement or like horses running mm-hmm. and then um, splitting it up into its individual um, frames. frames so you could see where the body was in each of those motions it's very very cool to look at cool mm-hmm.
0: um, speaking of s- uh, Star Trek and television and storytelling.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You've been watching, uh, and devolving quickly. Um, <laughs> you've been watching Criminal Minds. Uh, you seem to have, there's we go through phases where you have shows that you kind of just put on. Uh-huh. Um, I think Supernatural was one where you just like binge whole seasons of it, and just because it's kind of fast and fluffy. Mm-hmm. NCIS is a big one. Um, oh, I just finished Longmire, by the way. It's I love Longmire. we're not going to get into it um criminal minds watching this show coming in and watching criminal minds storytelling has really changed since this show came on the air what these first seasons are in the 90s right
1: i would guess yeah
0: writing television writing in particular watching these shows
1: 90s yeah like now uh, we've seen maybe even early 2000s i'd have to look it up
0: that's fine um it doesn't really matter because I'm, well, I'm not talking about necessarily the era just like the show's been on for like 10 seasons right okay so like 10 seasons ago I'm seeing that writing and mm-hmm. you commented on it last night the episode you were watching a woman a woman, a female character was like I have had quite a trying day I need to go and lie down and we were joking about it. And Brad's like, what, she get a case of the vapors? And I was like, I know, who says that? Like, I need to go and lie down. But then I was watching the rest of the episode and the episode that came after it. And all of the women are like weeping, wilting, except for, wow. except for, except for that one female cop who is her her character, quote unquote, mm-hmm. is I would describe Pretty her- tough
1: as nails. No,
0: I would oh. just describe her as being like an unyielding bitch. like the strong
1: i really liked her (laughs) no but like that's
0: how she's played i admire her too but i'm admiring her from a 20 2017 standpoint Mm. where i'm like look Mm -hmm. a strong female but when you look at you can tell that the screenwriters are writing her as like she's a bitch this character is a bitch a lot of the male characters don't necessarily respond to her very well and the other female cop responds to her horribly and is constantly attacking her that um what's her name well well Ella. L. Greenway L. Greenway yeah she just snapped and became a psychopathic murderer in the episode we just watched out of the fucking blue like okay she was wounded in the line of duty she was shot right
1: if well you, yeah kind of if you
0: have a okay so she was basically she gets shot by a serial killer and he uh b- dips his hand into her wound and paints in her blood it's a pretty dark show like Criminal Minds is kind of fucked up but you if you get a male I was thinking about this nowadays we would not get these types of arch, these types of like archetypal writing because writers have been criticized for writing this way so long that they've changed
1: mm-hmm. they don't
0: write wilting women as much anymore mm-hmm. now they write like nuanced females but if you get a okay. male character who gets shot he just drinks hard for a while
1: Well, in that episode, she's shown drinking alone in her hotel room. That wasn't my
0: point. My point is he drinks hard for a little while. He's a little bit tougher, a little bit bleaker, but he still does his job. Elle gets shot. She drinks, has flashbacks constantly, gets paranoid, and then basically just totally, she like gets way out of line. She blows uh, a an undercover operation. The man, uh, Okay, a man in that case might have like, he might have had a flashback, but then he would have gotten the car and got the job done. She like pulls a gun out and walks across the street and fucks the whole investigation. As a result of which, the serial rapist goes free. Then... You know they're like, "I'll go home." We're gonna, you know, we just gotta wait for him to. We've done our job. She goes to his, uh, goes and tracks down the serial rapist and shoots him to death in an alley, unarmed.
1: And then makes it look and like then, he. Yeah, then st- her. stages
0: the crime scene, lies. Then there's a whole episode of her being like weird, three hundred and sixty of her original character, and just being shitty to all of her coworkers so and.
1: Yeah, it really came out of nowhere. It's like they, they were like, "Oh, you know what we need to do is inject some, I don't know, tension." Uh, and then into they wrote, this L character. they character
0: they've basically written her out of the show. She quit yeah. her she quit her job. She's yeah. gone basically at this yeah. point. I mean, maybe she'll come back. Who knows? I don't know. Um, but yeah, like watching the male characters, these uh the the guy characters, they've been through so much. They've seen some hard stuff. Um, you know, but they all do their job. L has one you know it's bad but she has like one major hard stuff that she's seen and she goes off the fucking rails so I don't know watching Criminal Minds I was like I want to see how they write I know it's like daytime fluff television and we need Mm -hmm. stock characters so we can access those emotions quickly and enjoy the story but I want I want to I want to see what 2016 Criminal Minds looks like and if they've if they're writing these people a little bit Mm -hmm. more realistically um what other TV have we been um I started watching Peaky Blinders, which was recommended to us like 100 million years ago by Alan and Aaron. It is awesome. My brother was the one who got me finally watching it. He's watching it and was like, it's right up your alley, dude. We need to talk about it. I was like, okay.
1: Why does it take us so long to listen to people's recommendations? It's because we're... Urcher?
0: uh, It's because we're watching so much other stuff. Like, okay, what are we watching right now? Buffy, Criminal Minds, Peaky Blinders. I'm watching Peaky Blinders. Um, We're watching Star Trek, The Next Generation we're watching Futurama, Futurama. Um, we, Bob's we finished Bob's Burgers. Oh, did we? We finished Archer. Um, um, I haven't finished Dexter Supernatural. yet. Supernatural. Like, d- do you hear that list? That's why <laughs> we're not watching people's new shit. Oh, Stranger Things. Stranger Things. things. Um, Penny Dreadful.
1: Mm. Like,
0: things we have not finished. We are We have one episode left of Stranger Things. We have to just watch it. Mm. Boo. Okay. We gotta watch it. Okay. <laughs> you can't make me. Um, so, I mean, Peaky Blinders is really good. Um i was talking to one of my coworkers about buffy yesterday it's one of her favorite shows and she's like how far are you i'm like i don't know bird we're watching so many other shows we haven't really like put in our time on buffy recently but um <laughs> uh-huh. do we want to talk about we
1: Sort of do like cycles
0: yeah yeah, yeah. Or watch
1: something for a period and then go out oh, oh, watch something another
0: something um oh
1: uh american horror story
0: oh yeah but we're stalled oh, we're so stalled um i don't really like the season we're on we're on carnival it's just not my thing and also the last episode we watched like super Super stressed you out yeah um do we want to talk about this at all or should we save that for another episode Um,
1: i mean i guess if you want to
0: Nah. i mean you know we've actually we're doing pretty good we got like an hour we're at like an hour 10 so is there anything else on this list you want to talk about or are we
1: good well did we talk about this because All caps giant star. I don't know what this means. <laughs> what
0: it is? Uh, okay. On the bottom, of it was movies, and what I was thinking is, I have not. We've been watching so much television, so many mm-hmm. TV shows, mm-hmm. long form or short form. That I have really not. I, I was thinking about it. I have not seen a full movie in outside a long,
1: of the theater.
0: Yeah, I mean, we watched Rogue One. We watched Doctor Strange, and those were both in in theaters. We t- tried to watch. I mean, we've seen. We saw Moonrise Kingdom which you didn't like. We tried to watch I Melt With You, which i liked, but we only made it like, the thing about movies is I'm noticing we make it about one episode's worth of a TV show into it and then we turn it off and never get back to it. We've watched like four half movies but haven't sat down and watched a full film. I was kind of wondering why that was and I realized um, not like three days ago and I've been kind of thinking about it. I actually kind of miss watching movies, like a self-contained big you know like spectacle high budget like genius cinematographer type thing you don't miss movies at all you're looking at me like you fucking stupid idiot. um
1: if i liked your choice of movies <laughs>
0: well you don't like oh, i was gonna i was gonna say you don't like any movies i <gasps> um, mean but like i, don't I know. tried to
1: show you fantasia the other day and we haven't even finished it
0: i loved fantasia you wanted to go to bed because you had a i was sick you had the fucking stomach (laughs) flu and we're like gonna die so yeah but that's that's what i mean though it's like we'll watch really good movies and then just be like "Mm, let's go to bed and just turn them off i don't know i was just that i was thinking we should resolve to watch one film a week like a film, a movie film, because that feels that feels less like sitting and vegging. A movie film. Well, you know what I mean. It feels like less like
1: filmy. Hey, you want to lay down
0: and watch, you know, three and a half episodes of Star Trek: The Next Generation, which is a great yes. show. Um, but it feels like you know, like hey, let's sit down and watch a movie. There's something about a movie that is inherently different. It doesn't okay. feel like you know you're throwing popcorn or jambalaya into your face and just like burning through (laughs) half hour or hour long whatever's you're like you're sitting down to watch a thing i don't know i kind of miss that feeling and i like watching movies with you i'm I'm a movie type of dude
1: and what movie are you proposing movies
0: i have no i have no proposals oh i just want to watch more movies that's all i'm asking okay (laughs) all right i mean that's all i've got do you have anything else
1: i don't think so
0: all right, then let's. I've wrote them all down because I keep fucking up the plugs at the end. So you can find Bird uh, if you want to follow find us. Follow us. Bird's doing lots of visual art. I'll post about the writing type stuff I'm doing. I blog a lot. Uh, nah, that's not true. I blog occasionally. Um, I blog even less. I'm doing music type stuff, um, which as soon as it gets mastered, I'll I'll put it up. Uh, I do st- there are a lot of new music demos and experiments and stuff go up on the website. Um, but I'm really bad about talking about them and pimping them and stuff because I'm just I'm in a creative mode. I'm not in like a social media mode. But uh, if you want to, follow, the the one that we use most is Instagram. Bird is the dot on Instagram. I am actual Max P. We're both on Facebook. Bird is Bird Peterson. I'm Maxwell Peterson. Bird has uh, once again abandoned her Twitter. Basically, I uh, I'm on Twitter. So
1: fucking get it.
0: I post a lot of stuff to Twitter from Instagram. I like to repost lots of stuff. I don't like do the little tweets because I don't see the point right now. I'm sure someday I will learn to use Twitter properly. But I'm at Max J. on Twitter. We both have our own websites. Uh, the one where this podcast and not any other podcasts actually used to be three now it's just one um where this podcast is hosted and all my music stuff and all my writing stuff and my blog is um at quill and film productions dot com and bird uh all of her awesome visual art and hopefully soon a web store and pictures of the pussy board um and also cool blogs about art and shit like that um yeah
1: yeah, there's some yeah really informational i really liked your one your one on
0: gouache (laughs) and on some of the artists that you like i like those two posts a lot um is theartistbird.com. All right. So that's it for this week. We uh we missed last week, but I mean
1: And we're gonna be late on this one. Yay.
0: No, it's Wednesday today, right?
1: Yeah, we're supposed to go up at six a.m. Oh,
0: that's fine. As long as I get it up on Wednesday, I'm happy. Um yeah, we're recording this day of which is never a good thing to do when you got yourself a weekly podcast.
1: Well we have Sunday off together, so
0: we do. We got Sunday off so next week we will be on time. Scout's honor, fingers crossed, I promise, I swear. Um And we love you all. All right, so that's it for Chatman and Robin this week. I'm Max
1: Peterson. And I'm Bird. Holy podcast, Chatman.